0: Hey you, it's me, Danny, and you've tuned in to I'm Just Saying, where I get out here on these internet streets and find hot topics for us to discuss. Now are you ready to jump in? I know I am. Let's go. This week in positive black news, (laughs) I know, didn't I sound like a reporter right there? Anyway, that's going to be one of our new segments showing up on the the podcast when i roll out into these internet streets and i find positive black news to give to you i'm going to go ahead on and share it so it you know we all know if i had the soundboard we hit a little button and we get that pound, just to announce that (laughs) something exciting was coming on but again you know we got to use my regular voice but here we go anyway in 1932 Tuskegee. There was an experiment um, from 1932 to 1972. I know 40 whole years. Wow. But there was an experiment on sharecroppers at the time to see what the effects of untreated syphilis would look like in African-American men. Why did they need to go 40 years? They didn't, but they but the government allowed it because this was a government funded um experiment. I'm putting experiment in finger quotes because we all know that that was some BS for better words, for lack of better words. And so, jump to 1936, I believe, is the time when a good old Dr. Thomas Perrin. Decided to found the public health school at Pitt. Okay, that was 1936. He served as the Surgeon General from 1936 to 1948. He was also at the same time the Dean of the Public Health Department at Pitt. That's cool, you say, but. At the same time, Dr. Thomas Perrin was also one of the big doctors who was involved in the Tuskegee experiment. Okay, following me so far? Good. Dr. Perrin's name is on one of the buildings at Pitt's um, health department. His name, like, you know, his name is on the building. Well, jump to 2018 and some people then started doing some discovery and they got a petition t- together to say how is it that as an african american student or even any other student for that matter should i be walking the halls of a building that is named after a man who used actual men to do conduct a study that need not have I'm going on as long because penicillin existed before this study was over and these men could have been treated not only did these people I'm using the word people loosely again because I mean you know sometimes we talking about people and I'm just kind of like huh okay these people (laughs) were telling the men who were in this study that they couldn't get the penicillin, even though they were starting to discover that the penicillin existed and was treating other people with syphilis. They were told that they couldn't get syphilis because of the fake treatment that they had been getting so long. The syphilis was gonna counter that and they might die. So these men weren't getting it. They also put them on lists so that when they went to any of the doctor's offices or clinics, in the towns you know and surrounding areas their name was on the list so they couldn't you you know get the medicine anyway anybody who's interested in that story if you're not familiar with this tuskegee experiment look up a movie called miss ever's boys it stars Alfred woodard and Loris fishburne and there were some other you know recognizable actors in there as well and it was um, one of the only movies that actually speaks about it. Anyway, the school decided to take up the, the, the um, petition, the board voted on it, and Dr. Perrin's name is being removed from the building. <laughs> Now, this is my own personal hand claps because, again, I don't have the thing, the soundboard thing. But if I did, it would be kind of like, oh, ah, oh, oh, the cheers and, you know, all of that kind of thing that would happen. Insert that into your head, like, you know, hear it, even though you can't hear it. But shout out again to this week's black, positive black news because we don't find it all the time. But when we find it, I'm going to share it with you. That's all that I got for you today. okay now that we have the positive black news out of the way we need to talk about something a little bit more pressing what i want to talk about is all of these situations of living while black that are going on in our communities and what the hell right um so if you have been following along and maybe you haven't and you waiting for me to tell you because i can because i've been out here in these internet streets and i have you know compiled a little list for us there have been many incidents just recently of living while black so shout out to the cell phone the good old smartphone that can take a good nice Uh, video now of all of these incidents of living while black because living while black has been a thing since black people have been living especially in this country but um we have been given the wonderful gift of recording on smartphones so that we can capture this racism that a lot of um people who are not brown or black tend to believe does not exist okay So, let's go through a couple of them, just so that we can remember, you know, what the situations have been. You know, are you ready? Well, we have on the list, good old Permit Patty. Hermit Patty was the lady that called the police because the little girl was selling water. Then we also had Barbecue Becky, and that's the woman who called the police because people were cooking out at the park. She just made her, it just made her feel uncomfortable. She didn't like it. She called the police. We have what is known as Footwear Fran, and this woman called the police because a man, an African-American male, was at the pool with his socks on, and he had put his sock... His socked covered foot in the water. And she just could not have that. Mm-mm. She had to call the police on that man. Then we have Pool Tag Paul. Because you can't have um, some living while black incidents happening without having a white male step in and participate. Right? So Pool Tag Paul. He. Um. He. There was a woman at the pool, he asked, well her family, she had her children there as well, he asked her what her address was. He wasn't asking anybody else what their address was, but he felt like he needed to know her address. So even though it was nonsense, she told him the address and he walked away. He came back now and was like, I want your identification. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times I carry my ID to the pool, especially the community pool. I don't need my ID. So I'm not going to give it to you. Even if I have it, even if I have it in my car, I'm not bringing it to you because this pool had one of those, uh, like a gate You have to use a key fob. You guys are familiar with key fobs, I'm sure. So you have to use a key fob to be able to get in. Not a not a swipe card, not an actual key, but the fob to be able to get in. It unlocks the gate so that you and whoever is your guest may go in to the pool area. Paul called the police. The police then used her fob to open the door and was like, okay, look, she the fob works. She didn't break in. And so he was like, yeah, well, I'm still not satisfied. He was still not satisfied. He still felt like he needed to get some ID because he then told the police sometimes people are sharing the fobs. I don't know where people are making fobs out here in the streets um just randomly to get in the pools, but okay. Just nonsense. Then we had um cell phone Sally who was called the police because there was a woman in Oregon walking door to door and she also said in the report that the woman was using her cell phone for too long in between door um houses. Well, come to find out, the woman who was walking door-to-door door was this woman's state legislator. She called the police on the state legislator, okay? You don't even know who is the legislator of your town, and now you calling the police on her. She was campaigning for the upcoming election, but that didn't matter because she was black, and that's all that counted at that time, Okay. Lastly, we had good old Lawn Service Laura. And Lawn Service Laura called the police on a 12-year-old boy and his friend who were cutting the grass for one of the neighbors. He was making money and she did not like that. Now, I left Lawn Service Laura for last because not only did she call on this little boy for that, but but she called again since i was looking all of this up she called again on the same children because they were playing on the slipping side and she felt like they were using too much water why the hell you worried about how much water they use in that day mama's house i'm i'm literally just saying okay i'm literally just saying this woman <coughs> excuse me called the police over 60 times for people living while black. I don't even understand. So this leads me to my first point. My first point which is really a question is. What happens to these people? Because. Like. <laughs> Um, I just don't understand like what do we think they're thinking maybe that's my first question my first question is what do we think these people are thinking when they are calling the police what is their goal like is their goal to have these people arrested did this woman really call the police because she wanted children arrested for water they weren't using her water they weren't attaching their hose to her house What difference did it make? Like, what did you want the police to do to them? I don't understand. In all of these situations, I don't understand what it is that somebody wanted the police to do. Which tells me that they are expecting that some harm come to these people. Which means that they are the type of people who probably also uh, celebrate when police officers shoot and kill black males and, um, some black females as well. And when they are supposed to be in their custody. And so I think that what for me, I think that what it is, is that there was a time when white people were just Ahead. They were ahead. We know this. They still are ahead, but they were so far ahead that I think that they forgot to start to continue running. Right. And then they turned around and and the rest of us, the Browns and the black people were gaining on them. And now not only are they having to hold the lead, but they got to fight hard to keep it there because here we come around them that been gaining up on you. And I think that we got them scared. I think that we we have got these people scared. They are now having to uh acknowledge our abilities and our worth in a way that they've never done before and we're not taught to do. And it's scaring them. And so instead of being able to admit their fear, what they are doing is trying to use the law as a tool of threatening towards black and brown people. Which is just is not fair, okay? At least not to me. So I have just, you know, wanted to know let you know that what the internet's I love the internets, okay? (laughs) The internets are my favorite people. The internets have started taking to when when people start filming these um incidents of Living While Black. The internets are taking those photos and matching them up with um, social media accounts and then contacting them, employers, and getting those people fired, okay? People are losing their jobs. Paul, Pool Tag Paul, Footwear Fran, Permit Patty, I know for sure all lost their jobs behind this nonsense. And then they come showing up in some business suit or, you know, some kind of casual office attire with the um, fake cry of, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to come off racist. I wasn't trying to be prejudiced. I was just trying to make... When you telling me you was just... You lying. You weren't. You're not sorry about nothing. You're sorry you got caught, and you're sorry that that being caught cost you your job. But you're not sorry about what you did. And so you could just stop and save your sorry, sorries for somebody else. This may sound harsh to some of you, but the truth is, is that that sorry that they are giving is a form of abuse as well and manipulation because it manipulates people. Um, who um, are of their same hue to believe like, oh, see, this is good, people. Sometimes I think like that, and I wanted to call police, but I didn't. But I'm not racist behind it. Look, they're saying they're not racist, and, you know, I feel sorry for them, so this is a- No, no, it was racist. You're being racist. You're displaying racist tendencies. I don't care how you want to call it. That's not okay, And so, again, like I said, the internets are making people lose their jobs. Um, Companies are not standing for it. I don't know what the company's actual reasoning is, but they're definitely not standing for it. And they are definitely, um, you know, getting people up and out of there. Shout out to the people who do so diligently and expertly Finding out who these people are just off of the face. Now, I don't know if there's a software or if people are just like combing the matching it up. You know, I said, I've seen catfish. I know that a uh, catfish can do an image search. So, you know, maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. But either way, it's impressive and they're getting these people the hell up out of there. Don't put a negative comment on the social media um, talking about something that you wish that would happen to you know black people because the internet's black twitter black facebook whatever you want to call it oh they 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 on the hunt and they will find you and they will expose you many people even here in pittsburgh because of the antoine rose protests that are still ongoing just so that you all who may not be in this city are aware um There have been lots of people who have been making negative comments on news threads, on social media, and they have been getting those people out of here. Almost got to do my Dave Coulier cut it out, you know, thing. They calling jobs and saying, oh, you got so-and-so working here. You need to cut it, right? So, like, they're getting them out. And in a way, I applaud that. Um, I definitely applaud the um, work that it takes to be able to do something like that because I never even think to do an image search on anybody. Um, if ever somebody want to throw something down in them DMs, I might, but <laughs> we won't have none of that. So I don't know how to do those things, but I but I'm shouting out to all of you who are able to do that and able to find all these people and their employers. It's impressive and we see you. Okay, but the whole thing about getting all these people out of here, that's, you know, that's dope, that's nice. We got it, I see you. But this leads me to my next question. What are we expecting now? Once we get these people exposed and we find their names and we contact their jobs and we get them fired, what comes of them now? Because now what we have are a bunch of racist people running the street with nothing to do all day going day. So what do, what comes of that? Now, there's many people out there, you guys are listening. I'm sure you guys are smarter than me and have, you know, lots of ideas, but I remember I used to work at a company, I, not, not the company I presently work for, but I used to work for a company years ago, and we used to have to have these random drug tests. They will call you, I don't remember if it was the day before or the morning of, and you had to go to um, a facility that was off-site, you took a drug test, usually a urine test, and um, somebody stood like near the bathroom. You did this urine test, gave it to them. They tested it, contacted your job, Say yeah, she's not drunk. She don't have no um, drugs in her system. And then you go back to work. But there were some people who did have, you know, drugs in their system or alcohol levels too high. And those people were giving like a grace period where they went to, I believe, like an out, outpatient patient um drug treatment program or something and then they had to agree to do um drug testing not not in the way of you know randomly being called like if they were going to do drug testing they these people definitely were going to be tested and if you followed, you know what the rules are and then you were clean for a certain amount of time or a certain number of tests i don't know how it worked you kept your job. If you did not comply with what was being said, I'm pretty sure, you know, they took some classes and all that kind of thing. If you did not comply to those things, then you lost your job. Is there some kind of equivalent thing for companies? Now, here's my first question. I know I have a lot of first questions. That's just how I talk, right? With me, no people, because I'm still here. Here's one of my questions. Why aren't companies continuously having these uh, trainings for their employees anyway? You know daggone well your company is majority white and that they are not, that, that being, in this day and age you cannot be so blind that being a brown person or a black person in A predominantly white company may have some kind of issues and therefore we may need to have some training to go along with what's happening because now the workforces are becoming more diverse and so you need to have continual training for the people who currently work at the company and who may have been working there for 10 15 20 30 years and you could treat people a certain way back then that you cannot do now it's the same like with women you there were things that were more acceptable in the treatment of women in the workplace that just don't fly i don't understand why we're not having continual conversations at work so that people understand how and what is appropriate in all of these things also for me this calling of the police is like a violation like it's a harassment and i feel like if you're harassing someone and using the police as a scare tactic and or weapon towards black and brown people you should have to pay some type of fine you should have to, again, attend some kind of classes, do some kind of community service, because getting on the Raggedy News, local news channel, and giving me your Raggedy Sorry is not going to cut it. I don't know what the solution is. Again, because that's what I said before. I'm not really sure what the solution is, but something needs to be done more than just this exposure and then leaving people... To stew in their own racist juices if you if you will i again I'm not downing anybody who does this and gets people out and gets people off their jobs and you know because there are a lot of people who are like service people like nurses, doctors um firemen police officers if you feel these ways about the people that you're supposed to be servicing how do i know that we're getting the best service so maybe you need a little bit of training maybe you need to sit yourself down and you can't work with people for a while because you need to gather your thoughts because your thoughts are all over the place and they coming back together in a puzzle way that doesn't work um, oh, so you know I don't really know what the answer is, but I do have some questions, and I'd like somebody to give me some answers so if you have any suggestions, don't forget that you can always um, send me emails about it, and I will respond to you if you would like to. I'll have the um, email address down in the description link below. Make sure that you check that out and if you have anything, I'll listen to it, and I can even. I don't know. Read it online if you give me permission to. That's just my opinion. I'm just saying. Now, you may be thinking at this time, well, Danny, I'm not one of those internet people. I don't know how to get people out of here. And I haven't had any encounters um of living while black that I have been able to record but I am interested in helping and I'd like to know what I can do well you are at the right place because one of my Facebook friends beautiful miss Medina Jackson um she came up with a list this she she published on her Facebook page after um, the, there were a lot of protests starting in our city and she wanted to explain for everybody that there are many many roles in the fight for equality and justice in it whatever city you're in these apply so I did contact her and I got her permission to read them all to you also to post them on the I'm just saying, Facebook page. I'm going to also post this um, because I screenshotted it. It screenshotted it. I screenshotted it <laughs> I screenshotted the what I, the list, and I'm going to post it on my Instagram as well, so that you know people can just see what there are because she was put down these roles that. People can participate in, and sometimes we don't think about all of the um, available roles that are given, and you know we just need to acknowledge them. And I thought this was a dope thing. Also, Medina is a co uh, a founder of a group called Pride, and um, it's an early education program for. Um, minority children I believe I don't have a lot of information on it but she is an awesome and amazing woman who is doing an amazing job at all of the things that she does and so you guys should check her out I'm going to put her information in the link in the description box as well so that you can find her on Facebook she says sometimes she's on Twitter but uh, she doesn't really access that as much, so the Facebook page would be the best place to find her. So here is the list of what Miss Medina Jackson came up with, and I want that I wanted to share with you. First of all, we have what she calls the frontliners, and the frontliners are the people that you see at the protest. They are the direct action and they are direct action and civil disobedience. They have to be especially mindful of of agent. Provocators, infiltrators, and anarchists who come to cause confusion and F up some mess, right? <laughs> when you read it, there's some cuss words in here, but I'm trying to be mindful of some of my listeners, although cuss words don't bother me. So that's um, the frontliners. Those are the protesters, people, the people who are out there that you see on the news, walking, you know, yelling, doing the bull the bullhorns. In my city, um, they have always been peaceful and um, civil in their intent, right? Then then we have what we call the organizers and the strategists. These are the people working behind the scenes, making and executing the plans then we have what are known as the diplomats those are people who can find themselves in positions of power who can negotiate and advocate for things according to the goal whatever the goal of the group is the diplomats would be the ones who would find you know are in those rooms as seats at tables that not everybody can have and know how to also negotiate and speak eloquently about the issues so that they so that the people that they're in the rooms with understand what the goals are then we have what what is known as the helpers now the helpers are people who bring water food and um, things like that to the protest. They also, and this is some of the things that I don't think that people think about too much, they also assist with childcare so that protesters can actually go out and not have to take their children out. Not that taking your children out is um, frowned upon, but sometimes um, protesters may be concerned about, you know, violence that could happen because in especially in my city, The protesters are out, but the police are out with um, tear gas guns and dogs and tanks. And so you just never know what the day may bring. And so you could be someone who would organize or who would assist in some childcare. You can also be a person who um, gives people rides. Sometimes people need a ride to the starting point of the protest because they don't want to leave their cars wherever the rally point is. You know, and some, and then of course, they're gonna need rides home. Uh, there's also people who make the signs that the people carry. There are people who write letters, make phone calls, um, send emails to local legislation. Legislation to you know speak about what the goals are. There are also people who can set up and and give free meeting space to. Um, the organizers and also set up sound systems when they have like the big rallies, you may have sound systems, you may have experience in wiring things. I don't know. But those kind of things are all or what are needed for the helpers. Number Five are the financers, and those are the people who raise and or donate money to finance things. now what you're financing is not you are not giving money to the people who um are protesting. What you are doing is you are donating money. Should there be some violence encountered and people may need bail money, that money would go towards that. it goes towards supplies, it goes to back political candidates and other things like that um so if you feel like you have you know a couple of dollars in your pocket that you want to donate Go hit on. Now that money can also go towards the food. Like you may want to give money towards food and then one of the helpers could go out and buy cases of water to put in backpacks or to create little packs for the protesters to carry on their backs with water and maybe, I don't know, uh, orange or something like that to keep them hydrated because they they're doing a lot of walking a lot of times. Then we have the storytellers and the storytellers are people who accurately document what's happening they take photos they do um artistic drawings they create and share social media posts they're bloggers they're interpreters there are explainers okay we have also excuse me the sustainers and these are the people who responsibly or proactively work on issues central to or relevant to the movement at hand. People such as the Alliance for Police Accountability, um, which she says, hurry up and join them, who, who have been consistently working on issues for years. These are not new people who show up. These are people who are constantly trying to fight for change. Um, then we have the restorers and the healers. And these are people who support or create supportive safe healing life-giving joy-filled and affirmations affirming spaces for people in the movement to rest recuperate dance share grieve or feel their feelings truthfully uh this one i think is also one of the things that people don't Think about you could be somebody who just wants to give a massage and a neck rub or a foot rub to the protesters. You could be somebody who wants to who who um, teaches Zumba or teaches yoga and wants to offer to give a class to protesters or to let protesters participate um, in a free class session to be able to unwind. I have seen, because I'm out here on these internet streets, a lot of the live videos and these protesters, although they, although it's not a bad thing and nobody is complaining about it, you can see some wear on them after a while. And what they need is, is some, they need their tank refueled, you know, because they're giving a lot. They're giving a lot, not just for themselves, but, before, but for us as well, the people who are watching this. You know, watching these things happen, they are giving up a lot. And so, if you are somebody who can do any of that replenishing of people, you may have, you know, um, What are they called? Uh, The black card for Planet Fitness. And at Planet Fitness, they have those massage chairs. You may want to be able to say, hey, if anybody wants to meet me at the gym to work out, I have, you know, a membership. I can bring a partner with me. You can walk the treadmill for a little while, which I know that that seems like it might be work. But for them, it may be a release. Or you can use some time to take a 10, 20-minute massage in one of these chairs. You can also donate Um, massages you know buy a little package or something for any one of the massage places that people like to go to in your city and let a protester have you know some time to get their bodies rejuvenated that is number eight there is one final one and that is number nine and number nine is the technicians these are the people who are consciously directing their training and education towards the movement people such as lawyers people who specialize in the field of technology and the field of medicine because you know people like i said people may not realize that those things come in handy as well but they do and so if you Um, are not one who wants to be on the front line you may be able to fall in one of these other categories and that's why I want to share this with you because I thought it was a dope way of explaining where people could fall in line and still be a part of a movement where while not being on the front line walking protesting you know, marching and all those things, but you could be a support behind the scenes. Again, I'm going to put that in the, on the Facebook page, in the Instagram, on the Instagram as well. And um, I'm going to again put Medina Jackson's name down in the description box. But I wanted to, again, I just wanted to share it with you so you could decide where and if at all you fall in uh in the fight for equality and justice and look at that we made it to the end of another episode of i'm just saying Aren't you glad you're still here? I'm glad you're still here. I'm just gonna ask you to do a couple of things for me. One is, have you subscribed to this podcast? If you have not sub- subscribed to this podcast yet on whatever streaming platform you are are um, using, I'd like for you to go down into the, up at the top or at the bottom. Look for wherever it says subscribe and hit that button also rate this now it's very 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 important that you rate this on the itunes um people give me that good five stars real fast and if you want to and i know you do just for me because you love me write a review for me let me see how you're feeling about it and um I, I will read some of them if you want me to, and I'll give you a nice shout out. I don't have any like merch or anything like that to give you, but I will greatly appreciate it, and I'll let you know that I appreciate it if you could go hit on and give me a good review. Also, share, 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 share. Share this with your friends, your coworkers, your family, um, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever, your neighbor. Share it and let them know. I'm out here in these internet streets looking for stuff to talk about with you so don't leave me hanging people help me out a little bit all of this stuff costs you nothing and you are already here anyway so once you you know hit that button because the episode is over you can go ahead on and do all of those things before you close out the app again i appreciate you and i love you for being here and as always you don't have to take anything i say as fact after all i'm just saying